how's it going guys welcome back to the podcast called vietnam introduced and today is the second episode of the podcast and uh, i just saw on my dashboard we had 19 downloads from the last episode on spotify which is pretty cool i mean um, and also um yeah i forgot to tell you last time i actually created a second channel on youtube uh, in contrast to my main channel and the second channel is called vietnam introduced so it's the same name as the spotify podcast and i'm gonna upload the podcast there as well and i did that with the last episode and i actually included some drone footage and uh, some pictures from the trip to ian bai the remote area in the north where i went to um in 2017 which the last episode was about that uh, trip so you can check it out on youtube as well if you'd like and today i would like to touch upon a topic regarding vietnamese values so you might wonder what are vietnamese values and you know that's a broad topic right so today i want to highlight and shed light on one of the main values in my opinion in this country and in this culture and that would be family because the country and the society here and also the Vietnamese diaspora is you know very family orientated so it's a strong emphasis on family and that means strong emphasis on you know respecting your relatives your parents your grandparents and also if you're able you know have a family yourself and best case scenario, you have uh, children as well. And I've seen here, you know, people really appreciate children and they really, you know, it's a big part of their, their, their life, you know, to, to have a mate and to reproduce, basically. You might wonder, but that happens all over the world. What's so special here? Well, that's true, but I can just give you an example. For example, my birth country of sweden which where i grew up of course people have <laughs> you know children there as well and people get married but i see a total different emphasis on the actual importance of having a family of having a child and most importantly what i want to talk about today as well the respect for their elders your parents your grandparents and also the ancestral worshiping which is a big part of the culture here which we don't really have anymore in the West, for example. And me, myself, I grew up in a Swedish household. You know, we have influences from other countries, etc. But uh, we are basically Swedish. And, you know, my upbringing was slightly more conservative than, you know, basically all of my friends and peers, which in hindsight, I'm very happy about, actually, that it was like that. And since i had that upbringing and understanding for tradition etc it was always very easy for me to understand for example vietnamese culture and it always felt just natural and normal for me to see the emphasis on family which i saw in vietnamese households in you know other countries but also here in vietnam because here, like I said, you, you really worship your ancestors. And that's also I want to talk to you guys about today. I want to share a short story, uh, include that in today's episode. Uh, I'm going to touch on, upon that later on. But first, I just want to talk to you about 
um, the family values, uh, and I would say that the family values here uh, could be considered equivalent to what you would call like um, traditional Catholic values in the West, for example. You know, you have a heavy emphasis on, you know, marriage and having children and stuff like that. But that's, that is also changing slowly, you know, with the influence of more liberal uh, values coming from the West, for example, that are um, integrating here in, in, in this contemporary society here as well. But one thing that's very important in the topic of family values here in Vietnam is the respect and worship for the ancestors. Because every Vietnamese family, they have an altar. And in many households in Vietnam, for example, you even have a separate room just for the altar. You know, it could be a, a big table or an actual altar that you put, you know, you install it, assemble it onto the wall. And there you usually have pictures of your parents or grandparents that are deceased. And every year, of the death anniversary here in Vietnam, you have something called Lê um, Zo, which Lê uh, means basically holiday or tradition, holiday. And Zo is, I don't know really, but when you put it together, it's like death anniversary. Lê Zo, and you have that every year on the day of the death, right? And that's really beautiful in my opinion. Maybe you wonder, but that's not very positive because it's about people who are deceased. Why are you talking about that? But I always felt that's a very, very admirable thing and a very beautiful thing to actually put such a respect onto your parents and grandparents and ancestors that you have a dedicated day to basically remember them. And it's not just for remembering them, but it's, a, it's an opportunity to connect with other family members. Because nowadays many people are busy and you maybe don't see each other uh, that often. So on that day, for example, you can gather you know, the close uh, relatives or even close friends of the deceased person. And you usually cook certain types of food. Like for example, I know in the north of Vietnam, you always have uh, you know, a chicken. Usually a boiled chicken is a part of one of the dishes you have for that day, right? And also fruit, for example. And you put all of this food usually on the altar if there's room. Otherwise, you put it like under. And that is to put, you know, to pay tribute, to pay homage and respect to the deceased person. And you pray and you also burn, uh, I think it's called um, like joss paper, like the fake money. They print paper money which you burn and you also burn the i think it's called like incense stick there's like a stick which you burn that has a certain smell to it and you do that and you pray and uh, you know you show respect to the deceased person which is like i said it's just for me it's just incredible it's just so beautiful and it always made sense to me personally you know because in the west we have Unfortunately, nowadays, uh, a different view on our ancestor, for example, and even our parents and grandparents who are alive. And I never actually understood 
that way of treating them. It wasn't like that maybe two, three generations ago. I know, know that. But nowadays, for example, like in Sweden or even in Australia where I used to live before, you know, you put basically your parents and grandparents or whatever in, in like an old folks home. So there's basically a home where you basically put your parents, which I, I, I've always found it very weird. I've never been able to identify with that. And I think that's very strange. You know, I understand, you know, the culture in the West now, it's uh, people are very busy with work, etc. But we've lost the connection to our parents and grandparents and also for that matter, the ancestors. First of all, you, you take care of your children. I mean, you do that everywhere in the world. You, you have a child and you take care of it, right? That's normal. But here I also have another feeling. It's like a, a way more importance put onto your child. You know, they really, really care for the child and really want the best for the child. I mean, you can argue that you, every parent do that everywhere. So I give you, you know, give me a, bit, a little bit of slack <laughs> uh, on, on that. But especially with your parents and grandparents, um, you know, you take care of them. And uh, many people here, I mean, they wouldn't, if you told people here, in my opinion, like, hey, uh, would you put your uh, mom in a uh, you know, old people's home, old folks home? They would just like, what are you talking about? And I feel the same way, even though I'm born and raised in the West, you know, but I've never been able to identify with that. It's just so weird for me. So that's why... It's so easy for me to integrate here in the culture and just to understand the culture, even though I've been integrating with the Vietnamese culture abroad for, for many years, but and especially with the death anniversary, for example. I mean, the first time I experienced that was obviously in Sweden, like way before I came here. But to me, I didn't feel anything like strange or it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, of course you're going to, have a day for your deceased uh, ancestors and you're gonna, okay, maybe burning the money. I didn't know about that. <laughs> but the other things, you know, you, you cook the food and you think about them and you get together. It was just so beautiful. And uh, the story I would like to share with you guys today is I actually attended a funeral here, which is uh, four years ago. And um, even though at that time I was very familiar with you know, the values and the death anniversary traditions, it was still, you know, a very remarkable experience to uh, to be a part of a real, you know, a, a proper funeral. You know, some things were very new to me, but it was just amazing in a way. Sure, it was maybe after a while a little bit tiring because it was, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was like three days, maybe even more, because I actually came when it already started. But anyway... On the funeral, you know, there were many relatives coming. They traveled, you know, long distances from far away regions in Vietnam. They took the train, they took the bus to come and see the relatives. You know, and many people there, they actually hadn't seen each other for decades, you know, but they came together to pay respect to their deceased person, which is in this case was, uh, you know, the grandmother and uh, she was very old, you know, so it was a natural death and stuff like that. But, and you also have like an MC, like a presenter, you know, sitting there and basically, um, I don't even know exactly what they are saying, but they are like 
calling out prayers and people's name when they donate money, not donate, but you basically give um, a small sum of money to, to pay respect to the people who arranged the funeral because the funerals are actually pretty costly, you know, from what I've heard. And there was a lot of food and fruits and prayers. And um, also one interesting thing, I don't know really much about it, but the, the immediate family of the person who, who dece are deceased, they wear like a um, white sort of textile and you tie it on your forehead around your head. So you have like a white, basically a some kind of textile you, you wrap around your head. Uh, and that's only for the immediate family of the of the deceased person, by the way. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, and they, they also had music and they had a drum, which they were banging on like the whole day. So, I mean, after a while, it's like, oh, okay, I've you know, now I've heard the drumming and stuff like that. But uh, in in the whole sense of the funeral, it was just very uh, intense and very beautiful because everyone really got together and cared about this deceased person. Because I've been to funerals in the West as well, and it's very uh, just just on the surface. I mean, people cry and they are uh, sad, of course, you know. And I was that myself, you know, when I went to some of the funerals, but. You basically come there, have a few bites of food, and then it's, you know, bye-bye, basically, you know. Which here was like a few days, and it was just incredible. And I remember we carried, uh, there was like a parade, almost like, from the house, because the deceased person is still in the house. And then you basically have the coffin, and you have basically a parade out from the house uh, into, you know, the car that carries the, the, the coffin and you go to the fun um, cemetery and you basically bury the person there. And what's interesting regarding the funeral and the death anniversary is that two years after, that's like the biggest um, anniversary on the second year of the death. I haven't attended a ceremony like that, but I know it's like a big, big emphasis on that and it's uh, really important and... Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what they do, but I think it's the usual, you know, they burn the Joss paper, the fake money, and, uh, you know, you burn the incense stick. And also to just tell a quick story regarding, you know, because now I mentioned, uh, you know, paying respect to your elders and your, your parents, because that's a big part of this culture as well, to pay respect to elder people not just family members or immediate, you know, friends or close friends, but also just in general, pay respect to old people, you know, because in the Vietnamese language, you also have, have many variations, you know, for example, and, uh, you know, you usually pay respect. There's a different dynamic when you talk to someone who's elder than you, and especially if they are a relative, for example, it's like, uh, you know, Usually, you know, they you cannot really argue against uh, an older relative, for example, and that can be both good and bad, you know. But it's just a, it's just so deep. So when you understand the language as well, you understand the the deep importance of paying respect to, especially your parents and your ancestors, but also older people in general here, because like I said, it's a totally different way of expressing yourself, and you use a certain you use a totally different language, basically, and not a different language, but you use different words and different sentences and you call yourself a certain thing. 
which in the West we don't really have. For example, in Sweden or Australia, you just have are you, are you, and it's, you, you know, it's kind of related to what I said. They put uh, old people in the old folks' home and, uh, you know, uh, you know, people just like, oh, you old uh, bastard or something like that. But here, when I see old people, it's like a different thing, you know. And also, I just want to tell a short story as well regarding this because I just thought about this when I'm talking about uh, relatives and values because this is maybe off topic a little bit because today it's more about values and family but because it's regarding you know elder people and for example my girlfriend and I we were in Hanoi a few weeks ago and we saw an old woman on the street she was like sitting on the corner of a street and she was really old, you know, you can tell she's like at least 80, you know, 85. And I wondered like, who is she and what is she doing there, you know? And the next day, you know, we saw her because we came in the taxi and we were passing with the taxi pretty late, you know, I would say it was about 10.30 at night. And I saw the lady sleeping, like she had, it was not a bed, obviously, but it was like some kind of cardboard uh, mixed with I don't know like some blankets or something you know she was sleeping on the street you know and I was just amazed I was like oh that's crazy you know she's what is she doing there and what's up with her you know what's the story behind that because like I said there are not many homeless people here and usually if you have some kind of family left they will take care of you usually you know we that's why we were very curious who is this old woman and so we decided to go back there the day after to basically help her out because obviously she needs money you know because she was you know very old and that's what i'm getting to because i started talking to her because my girlfriend she was nice enough to hold a camera because you know i actually made a video about that uh, that i put on my main channel but i asked the lady how old are you and she said 91 and I was just stunned I was like oh my gosh she's 91 and she sleeps on the street and I just asked her like who are you like where are you from and she was from a, a small village outside of Hanoi and she just sold water and sodas and uh, soft drinks and soy milk on the street and it was very hot like right now in June it's very hot in Hanoi so I thought she's 91 I don't know what she did in in, in when she was younger what's happened in her life but I mean she's 91 she shouldn't sit on the street and sleep on the street for that matter in this heat you know it's like without an aircon or at least a fan it's very hard to sleep at least for me so I talked to her and, you know, it turned out that she had a daughter. She had three sons that were, you know, they passed away, all of them. And she had one daughter left, which we also met because she was also basically living on the street. And unfortunately, the daughter, you know, she was mentally disabled. So she, uh, she, she could talk, but she was obviously, you know, not, you know, she was not there, you know, in, in her head, in her mind. 
so she couldn't really take care of her mother obviously so we we decided to give her some money because she said I asked her you know we gave her first uh, two million and I asked her uh, but do you have anywhere to stay do you have like any you know what would you do if you had any money I mean you obviously need somewhere to stay and she told us about a room pretty close to where you know she stayed on the street and the rent was you know X amount of money per month and uh, you know and I said all right you know uh, take this money now and uh, maybe we will come back later you know and my girlfriend and I we discussed and we thought we already helped her a little bit but it's not enough to pay the rent for the for the, for the old lady you know so we, we actually came back the morning after just before we uh, went to the airport to go back to Saigon uh, we went to the street corner and we met the lady again and she was smiling and you know she seemed genuine and she was like 91 like I said you know she was like yeah I, I really believe that because she could be 101 you know <laughs> and we gave her two and a half mil more so we gave her in total four and a half mil which is about 200 US dollars because that was the amount basically that she needed to pay the rent for a small room for three months but we didn't have time to actually help her with you know moving into the room so we were lucky that there was a neighbor coming uh, to sit with us when we were filming and I asked the neighbor if she could help out to you know contact the landlord and maybe uh, you know so she can have somewhere to stay and she said she was going to do that so I got her phone number and I called her a few days later and she said uh, uh, she tried at one house but they couldn't accept the lady as a tenant because her daughter is basically you know crazy she's not normal and I was like oh that's that sucks you know that's really not what I was hoping for and um and then a few days later, we asked uh, our friend in, who lives in Hanoi to go to the street corner to check upon the lady. And he went there, you know, and she wasn't there. He talked to a security guard uh, next to, you know, where she um, stayed on the street corner. And the security guard basically said, um, you know, she's not here anymore because there's election time coming up and the police basically... Uh, moved her to another area and then after the election they're gonna basically put her back i don't know what's true or what's not true you know that's if it's i mean i just hope she has at least a fan or air condition so she can sleep because you know she's 91 and she shouldn't sleep there so we will go to hanoi maybe in a few weeks time or in a few months and you know I just pray to all the higher powers that, you know, the ladies, okay, and at least she can sleep under good conditions. Because if you're 91, you're not supposed to, you know, sleep in 35 degrees and just spend your last days in, in a, such a miserable environment, no matter what you did before. I think that. So that story is just a little bit different, you know, but I just want to share with you guys that story as well. Because it's also regarding, you know, older people. Because the culture here, like I said, has a heavy emphasis on the family and the elder people. So to summarize today's episodes, uh, I just want to say again, thank you 
for tuning in if you have been listening this far <laughs> and uh, if you have any suggestions about any topics we can talk about later on you're more than happy to contact me anywhere on the YouTube channel on the main channel August 8 or on the channel which I'm gonna upload this episode on Vietnam introduced you can leave a comment there or on the Instagram page as well because I've made many cultural observations uh, of this country and stuff like that so I would like to share that as well in later episodes because like I said in the first episode I would like to cover you know a plethora of topics basically everything regarding Vietnam and the society and the culture and that's why you know today we have a talk about you know values and uh, the, the, the most you know important value which in my opinion like I said which is you know family and the importance of uh, the family and worshipping your ancestors which is again very beautiful and I really hope that um, this country can keep that tradition and uh, because it's a very beautiful thing like I said it uh, humbles you yeah it, re it really makes sense to because not to get too spiritual <laughs> but I mean we are here on this earth because of our our ancestors right if it wasn't for our ancestors we wouldn't be here having that said you know <laughs> it kind of makes sense to you know worship them or at least pay respect to them because they were a part of building this world and creating us you know because we are our ancestors in a way you know we are them like I said the family uh, is very important here but the ancestral worshipping is a very important part of the culture here and not just for relatives but for for example uh, political fi figures religious figures uh, you have days, you know, like the founder of the country and other people of high importance. You have the death anniversary ceremony for them as well. So it's not just your relatives, but it's like important people to this country as well. So that was today's episode. And again, I would like to thank you for tuning in. And uh, I think it's been very fun to make these two episodes so far. I'm really looking forward to record more episodes later on and like i said it would be cool to have some guests on the podcast and we can share some values for example today we could have a discussion about that for example today i just give you my view a very you know condensed very short version basically on the on the values but uh later on maybe have some guests on or um you know so uh having that said again Thank you for tuning in and I wish you a great weekend and I wish you health and all luck to you with whatever you are doing. And uh, thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.